0: Come on, Stand on, Stand
1: on, the Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners, recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern United States. Here's rapping on racing.
2: Star,
3: Star Spangled, Spangled. B-
1: This is the Banker Bob
4: Thought for this evening. If you line up all the cars in the United States, end to end, somebody would be stupid enough to try to pass them all on the berm.
0: Hello, and welcome once again to Wrapping on Racing. May 23rd, 2023. We got a really nice show planned for tonight. This week's program is loaded with Hall of Fame driver and car owner Lynn Geisler. Tyler Harris has all the news from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway and an interview with Carl Bowser. Dave Oliveri has a great interview with Brandon Spithaler. And we need to mention that uh, this interview was a week or so uh, ago, and Brandon has won additional races since the interview. I had the opportunity to talk with Jennerstein Speedway feature winner Jeff Giles. Lenny Baticki covered the Sprint Speed Week with Tyler Beekner and spoke to guru Mark Garrow from the Performance Racing Network. Howie Bayless covered three generations of competition with Marhefka Motorsports. Joe Lockhart and I discussed the age restrictions on some of the young open-wheel drivers. I hope you enjoy the show. Sit back, relax, get a beverage, and enjoy the program. Fans, our next guest is Lynn Geisler. Lynn, good afternoon. How are you?
4: I'm real good. Thank you.
0: I'd like to do a recap of what has happened with your team and your drivers so far this season so that I can send the information to all your marketing partners. So let's kick off with, where have you been?
4: Well, opening, our, our opening event was Bedford Speedway. For, it was their opening night, and it, it was a good show. They had, uh, they had over 25 cars, and for, for a regular show, it was certainly a good one. Um, they didn't qualify. We drew numbers, um, started, started seventh, and actually wound up fifth. We were we were really pretty happy. That was a, that was a good opening night as far as we were concerned. Uh, the Bedford cars are usually pretty good, so that was that was successful. From from there, we went on to Lernerville Speedway the following Friday. Um, not such good luck there. Uh, started in sixth or seventh spot, flipped back on the restart and actually ran 10th or 11th. Not what we were looking for, but, again, opening night, and we'll take it. From there, it was um, Bedford Motor Speedway again for the Memorial Race, That was, and that was very good. We uh, qualified well, started fourth, and wound up sixth. That was, again, that was a big race. That was $8,900 to win. That's the race that um, Mason Ziegler won. So, again, very successful as far as we were concerned. Everything worked out real well. Went, went from there on Saturday to Marion Center and actually captured our first win. So that kind of that set the tone, to be honest with you. I think it was, it was good for our driver his confidence got up a little bit, and from there we went on to Arnerville for the UMS race. They had 40 cars, and we had fast time, which was a really good way to start. Won our heat race, started fourth, and wound up second, so, and there were 40 cars there. That was, that was another good field. So it's been a really exciting start to the season. Not to be amiss, but then we went to Marion Center last week for the World Outlaw Show. And again, a really good night. It had 51 cars, 17 World Outlaw Travelers, and we qualified seventh, ran second in our heat. And we're running ninth with 10 laps to go and got tangled up in a wreck, but felt real good about our performance with that many cars. So it's really been a good a good start to the season and we're off to world outlaw races at uh, Sharon Motor Speedway for Thursday Friday and Saturday for a three-day event that's kind of a recap of what's been going on and you know we're really pretty excited you know've got the car was gone through we've got a fresh motor and we're kind of I'm not really that far off from being really close to getting it done
0: what i find fascinating for years the only people that watched the races at marion center lived in marion center but whoever's running the place now boy they're bringing in some big shows and some big guns so to pick up a win there uh that was a pretty heavy competition
4: that was a good night um again you know it's it really seems to fit Alex there, but you know that was great to win. But the the competition that was there for the World Outlaw Al- Al- race kind of really sealed the deal for us. I mean that kind of tells you where you stand, and and we definitely held our own. Uh, there was no reason to hang our heads. Uh, you know we did get tangled up in a wreck, not any of our own doing, and that kind of you know kind of put a dampener on the night, but. Overall, we felt real good about the, about our night.
0: I want to explain to the fans, obviously, this recap will be on the next it on racing show, but then you had asked me i don't know this is the second or third year to please send this to all your marketing partners, and you 've got a lot of them and Many of them, not real close to Lernerville or these other tracks, but they always know, including Rob Cochran, they always know what the team is doing. And that's like a return on investment. And what I find, the thing that really bothers me, is when a driver is in victory lane or... One that was at a banquet years ago, and they said, well, I want to thank my sponsors. They know who they are. It makes my skin crawl when I hear that. Or when a guy's they're doing Victory Lane and he's walking around the car to see who's giving him money. If someone's giving you money, you should either have it memorized or on a note card in your pocket.
4: Yeah, exactly. Well, I was always fortunate with that because... My old buddy Jack Crowell was always bumping me in the shoulder or in the (laughs) hip or something and reminded me, and that's how I got to doing a good job of it. You you need a little bit of help, but once you get rolling with it, and it is very valuable, there's no doubt about it. But, you know, that's just something that, you know, people need to pay attention to, and this has really been a good deal for us, um, getting the news out to our sponsors on a, you know, every four weeks or so and they, they seem to enjoy it it's a hard thing to figure out how how to give back to somebody it's obvious you know they're going to be involved but you've got to make them feel like they're a part of it right and i, and I know you use this on the show but you know realistically it's it's an update to our sponsors
0: right well i thank you uh is there anything you'd like to add or are we in good shape
4: no just like i say we're Going to do the World Outlaw show this weekend and then uh, getting ready for the firecracker at Larnerville. It's only three weeks away, you know, so that's that's another big racers. There's, there's a lot of good races in the area and it seems to be we've got good attendance at the moment, so that's that's a good thing for the racetracks.
0: Well, good races and some really good drivers in your class. Yeah,
4: definitely. Yep.
0: Well, Lynn Geisler, I thank you. You have a nice afternoon and good luck on your next three days. Thanks, Don. I appreciate it.
5: At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company, part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455.
2: Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifies. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, champions night on saturday may the 20th and we finish off the month with a memorial day extravaganza on saturday may 27th falcone's moon township automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet earth winged 410 sprint cars invade dirt's monster half mile featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour view our entire 2023 racing schedule purchase tickets and more at ppms.com can't make it to the track Stream every event live on the cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway.
5: And now, more Rapid On Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. Listeners joining
0: us now is the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tyler Harris. Tyler, good afternoon. How are you?
6: I'm doing very well, despite the uh, weather that we've had over the course of the well, really the past month of May to this point. But nonetheless, staying happy and uh, beautiful week ahead. So uh, my my spirits are rising very fast.
0: Well, Mother Nature has not been kind, but I got a feeling this Saturday you're going to be good to go, and you got some sprint cars coming in.
6: Yeah, Falcone's Moon Township Automotive presents the 410 Winged Outlaw Sprint Series. Uh, it's always great when sprint cars come to Dirt's Monster Half Mile On The high speeds, the close racing action, wheel to wheel, wing to wing. Uh, it's always an entertainment, uh, entertaining venture for, for all race fans, whether you're a diehard race fan, whether you've never been to a race before in your entire life. Uh, and everyone in between that. It's, it's just a great night of racing at Pittsburgh when the sprint cars come. And not to mention that, we have the TNT Transportation uh, Action Event, of course, so, so five divisions of racing on top of the sprint cars. And if it doesn't get any better than that, Rush Sportsman Modifieds, also at Dirt Monster Half Mile this Saturday, so a huge night of racing on tap for Memorial Day weekend.
0: Well, you're much too young to be aware of this, but when I was racing at Greater Pittsburgh Speedway, In 1960, Falcone sponsored a car in our division, so they've been involved in racing for a long time.
6: Yeah, they've been a huge asset to us. Um, We we couldn't be happier than than our partnership with Falcone's. Uh, I mean, we have the sprint car race coming up this Saturday. Five days after that, on Thursday, June the first, Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week that happens also because of Falcone's Moon Township Automotive, and then we have a couple other sprint shows through the year as well. The Boss English Sprints will make their uh, appearance on July the first, and then on September the second as well. So plenty of sprint car racing to come at Pittsburgh, but we are very excited for the one to come out this weekend.
0: I should know this, but I'm going to ask you anyway, what's the uh, average speed of a sprint car at Pittsburgh on that monster half mile?
6: Well, the track record speed, uh, according to the record books, is about 152 miles per hour. And that was set by Jack Sodeman Jr. a few years back. So, haven't eclipsed that mark yet, but you never know when that benchmark is going to be reset and renewed. So... Uh, maybe it'll happen this saturday maybe it'll happen next thursday but only time will tell um, i would say average speed around the track uh you're probably looking on a good night on a normal night about 140 miles per hour around the track uh on a on an average normal night when you get up into the 150 bracket uh typically that's when the track is really heavy or so to say a lot of moisture in the racetrack which allows the cars to go a lot faster
0: Well, a tip of the hat to Ben, Miley, and Brian Hutchko because the track surface has been outstanding.
6: Yeah, smooth, 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 smooth. Absolutely absolutely incredible. Brian Underwood, Brian Hutchko, the entire crew that helps make that happen each and every single week. Um, Even on the races, on the weeks that we don't race because of Mother Nature, the track's ready to go. Um, It's just, you know, just a little bit too much water. In, In an instance of last week, it was honestly a matter of about 30 minutes that made the difference between us racing and not racing. The, the rain lingered just a little bit too long for us to be able to get everything run back in. Pits were a little bit of a of a wet matter as well, so that had a determining factor as well, but nonetheless, uh, it's unfortunate, but like you said, Don, the, the weather look it's it, it looks great right now, so I, I think we're going to be in good shape for this Saturday.
0: Well, tip of the hat to the management team, Doner, which includes you and Ben and some of the others, to pull a plug early enough that somebody's not going to haul for three or four hours to get there, and then it's canceled.
6: Yeah, yeah, and and, and you know we do take that into consideration, so. Like last week, I think we waited till about one o'clock to pull the plug, and it was honestly because we thought that the forecast was going to improve enough to where we would have enough sunshine and enough weather and enough wind to help dry the racetrack out. and And unfortunately, like I said, it just lingered a little bit too long. So we really thought that we were going to be able to to get the the track run in in time, and that's again a credit to. Our great staff who make that happen because you know they had to have the track prepared for the weather to come in and then have it prepared to get it raced back into racing conditions. So uh we definitely consider that though. You know, when do you pull the plug? When is too? When is it too early? When is it too late? It's it's never a an easy decision to make. But I think ultimately at the end of the day, Ben Ben Smiley did make the right call and and we pulled the plug. And and uh, again, we just kind of focus on what's to come this weekend and in the week after that.
0: You know, fans, we call them the keyboard uh, crew chiefs, they have no, no concept. They just think everything, you just open the gates and go racing. When it's over, you shut the gates and you're good till the following week. They don't realize that during the week, someone's there every day.
6: Yeah. Yeah, every day they're there. There's no doubt about that. Um there there's always somebody on the speedway grounds throughout the days trying to get things ready and prepared, you know, fixing little things, maintenance other things. You know, and we value the, the opinions of the fans. Don't get us wrong. We we take it into consideration, we listen, we see the comments on Facebook, you know, and, and we understand, you know, they're passionate and they should be. We we definitely care about their, their opinions and their thoughts um but you you know in a sense though, don you are right there's just instances that a lot of the um fans don't get to see behind the curtain or behind the scenes that leads to the to the decisions that are made at certain times and so it's, it's a tough balance. You know. You want to try to make everybody happy, but at the end of the day, it's it's really just not possible. So we try to do the best we can and and keep the best interest of the fans and of the, our competitors in mind when we do make those decisions.
0: Well, and it's an old saying, you know, walk a mile in my shoes. I promoted Motodrome for a year, and I wouldn't wish that on anyone, not at Motodrome, but any track, because of all the decisions you have to make and all the things that happen that the fans never see. I mean, here's a quick example, and then we'll keep going. When I was there, a very large woman pushing 400 pounds fell walking down the driveway and wanted to sue the track, and she wanted a chairlift in her house. Well, we fought it, and we won because it wasn't our fault that she's 400 pounds. But that's not something that the fans see. They just see cars going around in a circle.
6: Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's quite the interesting story, and, and yeah. um, unfortunately, that's I'm sure I'm sure a racetrack, almost any racetrack in Western Pennsylvania or across the United States, for that matter, have experienced something to that extent or to something to that similarity. Right. So, I'm sure I'm sure any track can kind of relate to those instances.
0: Now, do you have any thoughts? Uh, some favorites? Some of the previous winners there? Uh, if you were uh, a betting man at a dollar maybe who would be your favorite to come in and take all the marbles
6: well you never know who's going to show up and that's the interesting thing about this saturday coming up is with us having a uh, night number two of the uh, Schaefer specialized lubricants western pennsylvania sprint car speed week presented by js boba excavating coming up on the following thursday you have a five day gap between a race on saturday and a race on Thursday. So the question then becomes, who comes to prepare for the Thursday race? Right. And I think we might see an uptick in that. So, uh, I mean, we have our competitors who are always there on every single sprint show, and, and we greatly appreciate those who do that. You know, some of the ones that immediately come to mind, you know, your Carl Bowsers, who are, uh, you know, are pretty much there every single time. is a tough competitor, always shows speed. Uh, the Mattises always do very well there as well. Um, You know, Carl Bowser might be the one that you look at because it's getting to the point now with Carl at this point of the season where he's got to start kind of showing a result and a a track that has comfort for him, like Pittsburgh, I think is a great uh, opportunity for him to kind of get that monkey off his back, get that first win of the 2023 season and and kind of set the pace, set the tone rather for the remainder of the season. So uh, not trying to play any bias by any means, but uh, Carl's a very strong competitor at our racetrack. And and, uh, I think people kind of want to see him back in victory lane at some point.
0: Well, we're coming up on a commercial, any closing thoughts, anything you'd like to add?
6: Well, like I said, we got two big sprint car races coming up, especially that Thursday night Thunder race, night number two of Western Pennsylvania Sprint Car Speed Week. That's one that we really hope the pack stands for, obviously, this weekend as well. Uh, great Memorial Day weekend coming up for racing in the Western Pennsylvania area. We hope that you choose Pittsburgh. But, hey, as long as you're supporting racing in any sort of facet, we appreciate it tickets and event information is available at ppms.com and be sure to follow us on all of our social media pages facebook twitter instagram and our new youtube channel as well uh but hey i could keep talking for days don but uh, that'll be enough for now
0: okay tyler harris i thank you you have a good afternoon you do the same thank you for your time
3: number one Cochrane has created a new way a faster way an easier way to buy a car Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry. We'll take it back. No questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with
5: Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane.
7: See it all at Cochrane.com. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
5: And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Dave Oliveri. I want to
0: mention that Dave Oliveri's interview with Brandon Spithaler was two weeks ago, and he has won additional races since then.
8: Joining us on wrapping on Racing is a fee- double feature winner last year, Brandon Spitholler. Brandon great week last weekend. Um, one of those things that if, from a driver's standpoint often in Western Pennsylvania, we don't get a chance to really go out and, and race twice. Conditions at Lernerville with the rain we had during the week were a little tough, but you know, the car seemed to get better and better as the race went on and then uh, we kind of had to fill me in at Mercer but you know, two nice uh, wins and early in the season. I know you guys have been out not as much as you want, but you've been traveling around and have had some, you know, strong finishes and obviously what you and the team are doing, you know, put it together where last week culminated in like I said two wins.
9: Yeah, last week was great. Um, and basically, uh, I mean, we got the win Friday, got the win Saturday, and unfortunately Sunday rained out. But um, this weekend we're primed and ready for another uh, three-day weekend. We're shooting at uh, – obviously we're standing at Lernerville here right now and uh, see what we can do. Um, obviously we'll have to start ninth, so we've got a lot more – well, a few more cars to pass, started fifth last week. But um, tomorrow we'll head over to Ohio, to uh, Wayne County Speedway, travel out there with the fast. Series and then Sunday we'll go to Knox Raceway up in uh, Knox, PA. So uh, also with the Fast Series, so it's a it's a big three day weekend again as well. And and this Saturday should uh, Wayne County should. Li- um, Kind of lend itself to getting getting a little better notebook for uh, the Tuesday high limit show next Tuesday. So we plan on running that as well. And unfortunately, the their opener we uh, we ran second, which is a good run, but kind of kind of lost the race in the last lap or two. Uh, it was a good battle, but we hated to lose, and so we came home second. So we got one more one more spot to improve on tomorrow and see if we can nab a win at Wayne County as well. When you start off the season
8: well, and this year has been an adjustment for a lot of the teams because for our listeners that don't understand, uh, the Sprint Car Series across the, the country have implemented a new tire roll. And its I know you guys had some burn-off time on, on some of these, but with the tracks just opening, you haven't had it. And to be able to, you know, when you walk down and you talk to the different Sprint Car drivers, no matter who you are, it's taking a little bit of time to adjust to this tire
9: yeah for sure it's not a catastrophic change it's not like throw your entire you know notebook away but there's definitely changes that need to be made to the race car to make these new tires work and um <clears throat> we had a good weekend last weekend but we're still learning by all means and there's still track conditions that we haven't seen with this tire to know exactly what we what is best for the car and best for the driver so there's definitely a learning curve you know
8: Kyle Larson and Brad Sweet have put this high limit uh, series together and when it first came out no matter where it's going to be and it's going to be here at Lernerville later in the year one of the things that came across was not so much for that series, because it's going to pay very well, but across the, the board now, sprint car racing, the purses are up. I mean, Burgerville now is paying 2000 to win, which is a substantial increase from what it's been in the past. You know, so on a weekly basis, be able to win, run for 2000 and you hit the shows like you did at Mercer, with was a $3,000 to win show, and when you win both back-to-back, both, back, it puts a little bit of uh i can see there's some new tires in the holler and it it, it helps you know helps offset the purses
9: yeah for sure it's very few weekends that you actually make money at racing and last week we did that so i uh it definitely doesn't happen all the time But you got to take advantage and yeah i laughed. yeah we, we definitely went out and bought some tires and put the money back in the team that's for sure Talking of tires, last year there was a shortage. This year, Brandon, are you able to get what
8: you want and when you can?
9: Yeah, so far this year, Hoosiers clearly made enough tires because there's been no signs of a shortage and you can you can go and, and buy what you want and they usually have a pretty wide selection of chalk marks to choose from. So, in The last couple years you've really haven't stayed in one particular place. If you happen to be a
8: Friday night and you can come to Larnerville, you know you're running with the Fast Series, you're running with the All-Stars when the Outlaws come in you'll run with those. So it gives you a little bit of different perspective to you know, each one of those series are, they have their superstars and when you run well and qualify and you know, in talking and qualifying, you know, with the Fast Series and with the you know the All Stars and the Outlaw, from a local guy and who ran with the All Stars for a few years, how important is it that qualifying?
9: I mean qualifying sets up your whole night. If you if you have a good if you have a good lap or two in qualifying, it can it can make or break your evening. If if you mess up bobble or miss the setup, um, it, it puts you in a hole that you gotta dig out of all night. And so qualifying is crucial and um, I mean it's it's one of the it's the most important two laps of the evening, that's for sure.
8: I know a couple of years ago before all the craziness hit you had a stretch there where you know the twenty-two car was just you were on it. No matter where you took it, where you were competitive, you picked up wins. It seems, you know, with a couple seconds and two firsts this year, you're already in that direction. So just to wrap things up, I'm assuming you'll be at is as your work schedule permits. And then you're going to go out and run with some of the series?
9: Yeah, our plan this year, as it stands right now, we're going to follow the Fast Series for points. And in addition to that, we will chase kind of any all-star show within three or four hours hours of home any outlaw show within three or four hours of home so places like attica fremont wayne county um obviously tri-city knox sharon mercer lernerville i mean there's a lot of places to choose from i'm sure i missed a few and um we just look forward to traveling and chasing some money and and if we can stick with that fast series and and obviously uh if we're consistent enough we can you know try to compete for a championship when it's all said and done i know when you run up and down the road in in the past it's been a, you know you
8: and nikita and one crew member i don't is it changed much or is it pretty much what it is from the past
9: for the most part it's those are the big three uh <clears throat> Dave Steiner comes to almost every race my wife Nikita myself obviously and then I got uh Travis char at home he he started to come to some races here recently um <clears throat> but usually he's shop help and uh Zach Morrow helps when he can and Scott McClymans will come every now and again so there's <clears throat> there's a couple other people obviously that that come and Tom Berkey for the um when he can come he's a great hand as well and I couldn't thank him enough for everything that we that, that we do here now so um it's a great group of people and and obviously when we get more people that that can come those nights are easier but we can get it done with three
8: you know, with the main three also we want to you know mention your sponsors
9: yeah um like i said tom berkey has been one of my biggest supporters my entire career uh so superior tank and trailer ravens trailer um advanced auto parts in harmony pennsylvania um Kevin helps me out um, with, with that place a great deal uh, Tony Burke Trucking um, Nemchek Heating and Cooling And then obviously uh, X Race Cars Kaiser Wheels uh, B-Headers B-header, um, FK Indy um, Shocks I mean it's, it's a great group of people then i mean you, you may you may look there's there's not a lot of stuff plastered all over the car there's there's definitely room for for anybody if they're interested i mean the wings open the side of the car open but the people that we do have that <clears throat> that help out i mean they they mean the world so couldn't thank them enough and and appreciate it Brandon, if someone would want to help out, what's the? I know you're on social media.
8: Is that the best way to reach out, or uh, let the listeners know if they would want to, you know, be car- part of uh, Spit Holler Racing? How can they do it?
9: Yeah, just um, message the racing page, um, Brandon Spit Holler Racing, or message me privately on on Twitter at Spit Holler 22, and and just uh, reach out, and we by all means would be willing to entertain, you know, any kind of conversation and see if we can build any any more partnerships. Well, again, congratulations
8: on the two wins last weekend. Hopefully, we have a successful weekend this year—not well, this year, but this this, this weekend—and hopefully, Mother Nature cooperates.
9: Yeah, so far so good. The forecast Saturday looks a looks a little hit and miss, but Friday and Sunday should be good, and a lot of lot of good racing coming.
8: Yeah, so again, for myself and Don back in North Carolina, again, congratulations on the wins, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you at Learnerville and around the local tracks the rest of the year. Thank
7: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights.
5: Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact fine. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. And now back to Don Gamble and more rapping on Racing. All right, listeners, joining
0: us now is the driver of car number 50 at Jennerstown, Jeff Giles. Jeff, good afternoon. How are you?
10: I'm doing pretty fine. Just got off work. How about
0: you, Don? Oh, well, just trying to get my favorite interview here for the next show. Uh, you got the year off to a pretty good start. May 9th was that the second race of the season, and you're in victory lane.
10: Thanks. The car's been running pretty good since we started back, even practice before the season. Uh, first week, we ended up getting in a couple accidents. Uh, but I thought the car was fast then. And the second week, we got it back together and, you know, was able to prove that we had some speed. So hopefully it carries us through the season.
0: How bad was the damage?
10: Wasn't anything too bad, just mostly body. Uh, I ended up tearing a front bumper off and you know, a bunch of body braces and stuff. But no no major damage to it.
0: When I talked to you in 2021, you said we're expecting our first baby boy. And now, uh, Toby's around. Uh, how's Toby doing?
10: Toby's an only little two-year-old. He uh, He's a lot of fun, but he has a lot of personality. And if he's happy at the time of his life, and if he's not happy, he definitely lets you know. It. <laughs>
0: he's he's not bashful. now. Nah. Does he take after no, you or... Not. Does he take after you or Missy? Uh,
10: the, uh, missy on the good, pleasant parts and me on the stubbornness, I guess.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, interesting. Uh, you've been doing this for about six years, I guess, at Motordrome from 03 to 07. You had Chargers and Modifieds. What uh, caused you to get involved in racing in 03? Family member? How'd that happen?
10: Back in 03, I didn't know anything about racing i don't i might have been to a race once but uh my dad just ended up coming home with a car because he thought it'd be something fun to do um it was a charger back then and uh ended up taking to it and liking it and finding the mechanical part of it interesting and i've uh, that i always liked doing it um ended up getting out of it because when i moved out of my parents place when i was in my early 20s couldn't really afford to do it anymore and then you know, later in life, was able to be fortunate to get back in it. And and I really do enjoy it again, as long as I keep finding the time to do it.
0: Well, you're letting uh, a lot of fans enjoy it as well, watching you in action. Um, You told me when we spoke last, uh, it's been two years, that – Your favorite thing about racing is the people you meet, and when you think about it, the people you're meeting in racing, you'll probably spend more time with them in the long run than you do with the people you work with.
10: Yeah, there's a lot of truth to that. Uh, I got my car off of gary Wiltrout. when i started running pro stock and back in the metodrome days i used to root against gary all the time <laughs> after buying the car and i never really spoke to him i don't know why i rooted against him but i did yeah and uh here he's one of the nicest guys he helps me all the time and he's my good buddy now it's it's funny how things turn around and you you make friends when you don't expect them uh same with a lot of guys you know up there that never never saw myself being buddies with them but here we are
0: Yeah, well, you're too young to know, but years ago, Herb Scott was a legend in racing, and I didn't really like him. It turned out we were good friends for the rest of the time he was uh, on Earth. We just, you never know. Um, You say uh, getting sponsors is tough. Uh, How do you approach that? I mean, do you have anybody banging on doors for you, or is it all on you?
10: Pretty much everything with racing is on me, uh, unfortunately. But, yeah, when the season's over, I usually make up a flyer and, you know, print out 50 or 60 of them and kind of go around and pass them out. Um, I've got lucky once or twice with that. Typically that seems to not be very successful for me. Uh, It's just friends or word of mouth. You know, somebody knows somebody and then they help me out. Uh, My helper at the track, Brian, was able to get me uh, somebody he knew for a sponsor this year and the rest is just, you know, friends of mine or friends of a friend pretty much is everybody on there
0: i interviewed ben Miley many years ago he said you make 10 phone calls the first nine might be no but you you got to make that 10th one and that usually works out for you so keep that in mind Um, i have to laugh because we've talked about it before some of your hobbies golfing hunting fishing most of the guys do that but pickleball. And you explained it to me, but I'm fascinated that uh, pickleball is one of your things you'd do if you weren't going racing. And now for a new listener, someone that uh, never heard me talking to you before, what is pickleball?
10: It's sort of like a combination between tennis and ping pong, I guess is the best way to explain it. It's on a court that's about half the size of a tennis court, but you play it with a a ball and a sort of like a big ping pong paddle it's how it's played uh, used to play pickleball a lot man several times a week and you know racing starting last year you know we were in the points and everything and kind of started playing less and this year it's been less with Toby getting older and stuff uh, I'd love to get back in it a little more because it is you know probably the thing I like next to racing
0: well I'll play it in the winter time you know uh.
10: <laughs> there's no off season with racing <laughs>
0: Fans, if you're just joining us, we're talking to Jeff Giles. He drives car number fifty at the Jennerstown Speedway. You told me when we spoke last, your most memorable moment in racing was winning your first race. But uh, has that changed, or is that still your most memorable?
10: Uh, it's it's one of the memorable things, you know. In racing, my first race, um, man, back then my my charger car was so good. You know, I felt like I could win not every time I wanted to, but a lot of them. Um, but the first one's always nice to get back. Uh, you know, probably the next tide memorable with it would be my first pro stock win. Um, I knew my car was decent in pro stocks. So I didn't know necessarily if I'd ever get there or not, but it was nice just being able to prove myself coming back. And, you know, I'd do this all on my own, just knowing that, you know, I can compete with the guys that have more resources and more money. and and all that is, I'm pretty proud of that.
0: You had a situation was kind of embarrassing years ago, and everybody's done it, including my crew. You forget to put the hood pins in.
10: That was a rough one. I was hoping <laughs> you weren't going to bring that one back up again.
11: <laughs>
0: I,
10: I can uh, take that yeah. part
11: out. <laughs> no,
10: that's okay. Uh, yeah, the, the hood pins are important, and definitely bang the hood up pretty good on that Charger car.
0: When Dad brought the car home, now had he been involved in racing prior to this?
10: No, we didn't know anything about racing at all. Uh, I mean, he may have watched it on TV here and there, but I don't ever remember him watching it. Um, we got the car off of Sprout Castle, and it was his boy's charger when we got it. And that car sat there for a year or two, and people picked parts off of it and stuff. When we started racing, I couldn't understand, how are these guys so fast, you know? I'm getting lapped on the third lap of the race and stuff, and I feel like I'm giving it everything I got. Here <laughs> we had a guy come over and look at the car. He said, "We well, you need to tighten your sway bar up a little bit. We're like, what sway bar? Here somebody took it, and we never put it on. <laughs> we didn't know it belonged on there. <laughs> we, that made a hell of a difference whenever we uh, put that back on.
0: Well, that would account for the number 50. I asked you how you got your number. You said it was on the car, just left it there.
10: Yeah, we got it off of Sprout, and we didn't know if we were going to stick with it or not. And, you know, Sprout was number 50, and I think at the time his boy was number 50. So we just figured, let the 50 on there. And, you know, the 50 stuck, and now I like it. and It'll probably always
0: be 50. Well, and his dad was 50, too. Yeah. i raced against his dad and Sprout over the years. Um, okay. Driver you would most like to be compared to, and Why?
10: Going I'll think on that one for a minute. Well, <laughs> you might have to ask me again in a couple minutes. Well, and, um, we, can,
0: we can come back to that. But we covered how you picked your number. And you, you said people think you're a nerd, but you're actually a hillbilly that's good on a computer. <laughs> I like that explanation. Now, uh, are you still at work doing computer work, or are you working on something else now?
10: Yeah, I ended up taking a, a different job with another company. I do basically the same thing i uh, work for first energy now and i maintain all their communications network and stuff so i program routers and you know all their fiber network and microwave network and stuff for them so yeah kind of a nerdy job for someone you wouldn't expect to be in it
0: Well, You you never know. I mean, way back when I started, I was a teacher, and teachers in racing, that was unheard of. Then I became good friends with Gil Roth, who was a dentist. So in today's racing, who knows what the occupation might be? Uh, And there's there's quite a variety of people in there, and computer guys, uh, you're not a nerd, just somebody that's earning a living with something that you're good at. Now, when we spoke two years ago, you said you'd like to win three races uh, the, in the season and finish top three in the points. You've got to be pretty high up in the points now. Where are you?
10: Oh, Right now, I don't know. The first race, I had a DNF. Uh, second race, we won. And last week, I only made a lap. I wasn't feeling well and just didn't work out. So I'm, I'm sure I'm not up near the top in points. Well, um, you... Last year, ended up winning the championship in points. So that was Pretty good, but it was just so much commitment that I don't think this year we're going to be focused too much on that.
0: Well, it's it's nice to get one, uh, but you know, after that, some people approach this uh, like it's a full time job, and they neglect their family, they neglect their work. So you got one under your belt, and I just do like D- Doug Glessner. I had him on recently. He says, "I don't know where I'm at in the points, and I don't care if I feel like taking a family somewhere." I either put my brother in the car or I just don't take the car out. And he's really got it. You have to have a nice balance between family and racing. And it sounds like uh, you're going to be doing that because you cut back on your pickleball.
10: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, last year was tough. You know, Toby would go, you know, to Idle Wild with the family and everything. And I'd be sitting up the racetrack. And I just missed out on so much. Um, In the long run, it was worth it because I ended up, you know, coming out first in points. Um, But this year, you know, I can't do that every season. So maybe do points again in a couple years. But for now, and probably even if I end up doing it next year, it'll be, you know, go to three quarters of the races or something like that.
0: Well, when Toby's big enough to be helping you with the car, that's a different situation. You know, uh, some of your notes from uh, May 9th, after spending uh, a week making repairs from the the tangle, uh, the car was good right out of the trailer, and uh, you, but you weren't able to pull away uh, as much as you thought. With Brink and Dunmire, they were like right there. Now, um, some of your thoughts, and then Brian Audie helping you get it to get uh, get the car squared away. Um, how did the uh, Audi's help everybody? How did he get involved with your program?
10: Brian got involved helping me. Uh 2021, I would go to this. like I said, I do, everything's on me. I don't typically get help when it comes to racing at all. So I go to the track, and the guy that I thought I had lined up as a spotter that day never showed up. So Brian was over talking with Will, and, you know, back in 2021, Will's car, he got off to a much better start than the rest of us. Um, Between, you know, his family's knowledge, and he's a good Will man and stuff. Um, But anyway, I went over to tell Will that Whenever I saw him coming in the mirror, I was just going to let him go. You know, if he caught me from the back and I started front row that race, then I'd just let him go. I'm not going to fight with him because I had no spotter. So Brian says, well, if you need a spotter, I'll spot for you.
12: So
10: I didn't have any idea who he was, but he jumped on the radio, and then he just, when the race was over, started grabbing tire temperatures and air pressures and all that stuff. And, you know, every week he just came over and helped me more and more. Um, You know, during during the week at the garage it's just me but when I get to the track he always shows up and he's a hard worker for
0: me up there they're good people hey hold that thought I need to uh, take a break for a commercial and we'll be back after these messages
5: no one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing for nearly 40 years Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews, the host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble. A former driver and track promoter, Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing.
0: All right, listeners, we're back. We're talking to Jeff Giles, the driver of Pro Stock number fifty. Uh, Jeff, you can't do this without sponsors, and it looks like you got some good ones. Why don't we mention who they are, and we can thank them?
10: Yep, I have a lot of good sponsors that definitely treat me right. And you know, even since my first year back, you know, it's hard asking people for money when they say, "Well, when have you raced?" And it's like, "Well, I raced fifteen years ago."
12: You know.
10: Hard for them to give you the shot, but they've definitely been there for you to help me and
12: helped me.
10: I have my friends Sam and Marianne. Ann, it's Sam Sander and Mary Santa helped me out. Uh, Edgewood Resources, which, you know, Brian helped me get. Uh, my buddy Kevin Metzger, he's a dentist out of Greensburg, you know, best dentist I know, I hated the dentist my whole life. And uh started golfing with Kevin and told him about some of my experiences and he's like, Oh no, we don't do stuff like that anymore. So went in to see him and He's awesome. So anybody looking for some dental work, uh, Zach Blackston, one of my other buddies, uh, he's a realtor for Berkshire Hathaway. Uh, Painter's Choice Auto Body Supply in Connellsville, they've been my sponsor since my very first year back in Charger. Anytime I've ever raced, they've been on my car. Um, Empire Wraps, that's my cousin's business that did the wrap on my car. Uh, Expert Paving Company, they've been with me the last few years. Um, pretty sure that's all of them. Uh, definitely want to thank you know the three owners of the track and and their businesses Morocco Welding, Specklin and North Star Equipment. Those owners, all three, have such passion for the sport. They don't definitely don't do it for the money that the track makes. They do it because they love it, and they've all you know helped me in multiple ways since I've been back racing up there at Jennerstown.
0: You mentioned your dent uh, your dentist Kevin Metzger. I have to tell you this story. My friend and fellow racer was Dr. Gil Roth, and he had a standing policy. He would tell his uh, assistant, his dental assistant, when I'm busy working on a patient, I don't want any phone calls, no distractions. So he's got, look like four or five things in my mouth, and he's working away, and uh, she comes in and says, uh, Bob Puzz is on the phone. She says, tell him I'll call him later. Well, he's got a set of big block Chevy heads for sale. And if you don't talk to him, he's going to sell them to someone else. So he left me in a chair with all his stuff in my mouth and went and bought a set of big block Chevy heads. <laughs> Racers are hard to figure out. But, but he was a good dentist. It's a disease, Don. There's
10: nothing. Once you have it in you, it's in
0: you. Yeah. I mean, I was I was 13 years old and I sat in Dick Bailey's car and... I was I was hooked from then on in, and and Dick and I were friends for geez sixty five or seventy years. Just an amazing guy. Each one of these sponsors brings a little something special to the car. And you mentioned Empire Reps, and the car is beautiful.
8: Thanks.
10: They they started they did it for me last year, and then made a couple of changes. They did it again this year. Do they um,
0: do yeah. they do any other race cars?
10: They did uh, Dan Campbell's car this year up there. That's yeah,
0: another great Well, order. I think
10: they were maybe hoping to get a few more for <laughs> being on my car, but slowly but surely. Oh. Uh, I think a lot of their business is like pinning, and uh, a lot of people, I, I don't understand it, but a lot of people these days, if you want to change the color of your car, I guess you don't get it painted. You get a color change wrap.
13: Yeah.
10: And that seems like it's pretty popular. Um, they and, and, do a lot of that kind of stuff.
0: And the people that do the wraps are amazing. I mean, I, there's, there's a um, kid named Dabrowski that runs uh, Sprint Cars, and his family, I think it's Showtime Designs or something, they wrap buses for Indiana University. Can you imagine putting a wrap on a bus?
10: I couldn't imagine. He put the wrap on the car, and he went over with a torch and a squeegee, and it just laid smooth as silk. Yeah. Everything that he did. So when I wrecked the first week, I had a little leftover material. I thought, oh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna throw some some color back on here. Yeah, it's <laughs> terrible. Wrong. <laughs> it was a wrinkled mess.
0: Well, when my daughter worked for Chip Ganassi uh, when they first moved on to the Carolinas, they had a fan fest where uh, all Chip's drivers were there, and uh, all his he had four or five cars out there and uh, I was helping her do whatever and I'm pushing out this car I, th- I believe it was a red car and I said to the, one of the people at worked there I said what happened to the white car he said that is the white car but the red car had different sponsors and they wanted to make sure everybody got a little little bit of sunshine so overnight they wrapped rewrapped the car and changed the color wow that's yeah uh,
10: that's impressive they that- you know the guy that did mine. He wrapped it in, I don't know, four hours, five hours, something like that to do everything. It didn't take all that long to get done.
0: And and the cars they look they look so good. I mean, back in the dark ages, you painted the car and then a guy came in and lettered it. Not anymore. Hey, we're coming up on another commercial break. Any closing thoughts? Anyone else we have to mention?
10: I uh, just like to you know thank my sponsors. Thank God for the opportunity that I'm healthy enough and able to to do what I like to do. And thank my family my wife uh, for putting up with all the the bad racing habits and all the other hobbies I do that takes time away. Uh, That's pretty much it.
0: People get tired of hearing this, but the wife, the mom, the sister, the daughter, the, the female on the team is the glue that holds everything together. And if they're on board, you're going to have a good year, and if they're not, not so good. Well, Jeff, I want to thank you for being with us. Oh, and a side note, because this really bothers me, because I tape all the Victory Lane stuff. Now, you, you mentioned everybody, but when a driver is getting interviewed and they have to walk around the car to see who's giving them money, that really bugs me. uh, There's a fellow down at the Pennsylvania Motor Speedway has his sponsors on a note card He has a tape to the the roof of the car So while he's standing there getting interviewed He just looks over and he never forgets the sponsors Well, that's pretty important I was at a banquet one time And I won't mention the guy because it's embarrassing But he gets up and says I want to thank my sponsors They know who they are And I'm thinking, for God's sake Maybe you ought to let everybody else know who they are So just keep doing what you're doing it's, you're doing it right. And I want to thank you for uh, being with us and wish you good uh, luck for the rest of the season.
10: I appreciate it. Thanks for having me.
0: Racing season is here in
2: Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th, with an action event featuring the Rush Late Models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifies action events continue through the month of may with visits from the rush sprint cars on saturday may 6th thunder on the dirt's vintage modifieds on saturday may 13th champions night on saturday may the 20th and we finish off the month with a memorial day extravaganza on saturday may 27th falcone's moon township automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet earth winged 410 sprint cars invade dirt's monster half mile featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour view our entire 2023 racing schedule purchase tickets and more at ppms.com can't make it to the track stream every event live on the cushion and be sure to follow us on Facebook Twitter Instagram and YouTube by searching PA Motor Speedway Number one Cochran has created a new way a faster way an
3: easier way to buy a car now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery Expressway is way easy to use Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry. We'll take it back. No questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with
7: Expressway right
5: away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at
7: Cochrane.com. Thanks for tuning in to Rapping on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At The Track. Check it out. Show your relentless passion for grassroots racing with a PRNs at the track hoodie or t shirt. Available now at ljdesigns.net. Welcome back to PRNs at the track. You're looking for a fast five days in the area of western Pennsylvania. Look no further than where our next guest on the profabrication.com hotline is the series director. Tyler Beekner is the director of the Western PA Sprint Week. And hey, Tyler, welcome to the show. Kind of give us those five days and where are you going uh, between the Keystone State and the Buckeye State all in those fast five days?
14: Yeah, so we're about a couple weeks out from Western PA Speed Week. This will be the the third edition we're running. So first night is going to be Wednesday night, May 31st at the Knox Raceway um, in Western Pennsylvania. All of these tracks are within, you know, to, to give everyone an idea, within in about an hour and a half to two hours drive at most from Pittsburgh. So if, okay. if you look at the map and can picture where Pittsburgh is, you know, that lower left corner of Pennsylvania, it's fit within pretty reasonable driving distance of there. So um, keep keeping them all close. Keep keep it a short drive for all the fans, all all the teams, all, all the officials that are helping put it on. Um, that's that that was our goal keep it there so right. take, i think
7: that's great uh, hang on a second tyler, tyler Beekner. Uh, on the Profabrication.com hotline. He is the director, the series director of the Western PA Speed Week, uh, and we're chatting about uh, Knox Raceway kicks it off there. It looks like I finally pulled it up here while we were chatting. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is next. Lernerville-Sharon Speedway over across the border into uh, Mm -hmm. Ohio, and then uh, Tri-City Raceway back over in the state of Pennsylvania. These are really picturesque racetracks. This is a nice week. If you were just just out there having a picnic and going out. Um, who are some? Uh, what what are the series that are running? Is this all winged sprints? You got some late models, some modified. What happens at, if if the fans can show up for any of these?
14: Yeah, yeah. So um, for the speed week, it is the four hundred and ten winged sprints. Um, that's what we handle all five nights. That will be the featured division, um, and, and some of the the you know it's it's the top drivers in Western PA eastern ohio and then we get a lot of invaders from you know a couple from central pa up in new york we actually had a guy came down last year he made a seven hour tow to race the weekend with us it was really cool he had a lot of fun and um you know we spoke a couple days ago he's coming back so you know 410 wing sprints every night um guys traveling from hours away so you you'll see a field you'll never you know you won't see anywhere else it's a really um eclectic mix of drivers And, and like you said uh different you know different facilities really picturesque like you mentioned um and a good variety of tracks from you know a small third mile kind of flat to the big sprawling high banks the The dirt's monster half mile, as they call it at at Pittsburgh's PA Motor Speedway. So a lot of variety for for both the drivers and the fans to come see.
7: Yeah, a lot of bucket list tracks, a lot of picturesque tracks, tracks that are uniquely in and of themselves, their own uh, brand, if you will, are all a part Mm -hmm. of what our guest, Tyler Beekner is the director of the Western PA Sprint Week Speed Week. Uh, depending on how you say it or miss say it <laughs> uh, either way Tyler's got his hands full for uh for five days and really the year round getting it ready for these five days he's our guest of the profabrication.com hotline and speaking of ProFabrication, headers exhaust all the parts and pieces that go with it just a click of a mouse away at profabrication.com i understand you had a bunch of chaos last year although That's the Twitter name of your champion, Complete Chaos, (laughs) AJ Flick. Uh, Who are some of the drivers that uh, we may see, uh, you know, at some or all of the races this year? Have have they uh, committed in any way, even just saying, yeah, I might show up?
14: Yeah. So, um, well, our, our defending champion, AJ Flick, he, he's committed. He'll be there all five nights or as many nights as mother nature allows us to race. Um, she hasn't been a huge fan of ours the last two years. So I think we're due for some, uh, some pretty good weather. So I, I think she's got some nice nights in store for us, but yeah, AJ will be back. He's made a name for himself, you know, winning some big races out in, in other areas and um, some of the other local hot shoes and up and comers, you know, the, the Carl Bowsers, uh, Brandon Spithaler, who you know some might ha- have seen with the Fast Tour. He just picked up his first win the other night um, at Knox Raceway with the Fast Series. I know he's going to be hitting at least a couple shows. Um, Ryan Smith from out in Central PA, he's used to tour with the All-Stars. So um, a couple other guys we've talked to. I-, I hate to put names out there and give any false hope, but um, I know a bunch of other guys are looking at it. And, and hoping to make the trip, it's just you know they're going to wait, see how the weather's looking. If it's good, they'll they'll be here.
7: I always look at a five-day series as a a way to get out and see some different tracks, get away from your own track, go see some in a compact mm-hmm. area. And if somebody shows up. Great. If they don't, you probably have two or three other somebodies that you weren't expecting (laughs) as well to a uh, great series like the Western PA Speed Week. And the director of the series, Tyler Beekner, is our guest on the Profabrication.com hotline. So uh, am am I correct? Knox, then uh, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania, then Lernerville and the last two. uh, Remind me of those
14: two. Yeah, the last two, we, we like you said, we dip over just across the border, about four miles or so to Sharon Speedway. But then we get back to our stomping grounds to, to Tri-City Raceway Park in Franklin. So, um, yeah, they're all I, – I, I don't remember the exact number, but I want to say if you start in the pits at Knox and you go track to track, you know, in the order of the five nights, I think it, it's definitely less than 300 miles total to get those five races in. So – you're, you're not going to find that anywhere else. That That's pretty unique.
7: Oh, absolutely. Wings 410 Sprint Cars in a five-day compact series, Western PA, Ohio. They're coming from as far as seven hours away to do battle. This is one of those neat little treats along the way during the summer for a race fan of any kind. Tell us where on the internet we can find you and keep up with things.
14: Yeah, you can find everything on our website. That's www.westernpaspeedweek.com. We have all the information from our latest news and and posts and releases, um, the full schedule with with track addresses and everything's posted on there. Um, If you're looking into our history, we have um, the history from back in the 90s when the All-Stars sanctioned Western PA Speed Week to, to every lap and second that was turned awesome um, our past tyler, two years of running it so
7: we got to go tyler but appreciate it western pa speed week get out there and visit our guest of the profab hotline tyler Beekner, and all the great winged action fans stay with us we'll be right back with more
3: number one Cochrane has created a new way a faster way an easier way to buy a car now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online
5: RPS Financial Solutions and JWC, JWCA are unaffiliated entities. Thanks
7: for tuning in to Wrappin' on Racing. I'm Lenny Baticki. Coming up next, a recording we did for PRN's At The Track. Check it out. (laughs) O'Reilly Auto Parts. Your professional parts people in-store or online at O'ReillyAuto.com. Welcome back to PRN's At The Track. Joining us now on the Profabrication.com hotline. You've heard him and heard him and heard him, and you get to hear him one more time for sure as we got the Coca-Cola 600 coming up on Sunday, May 28th from the booth at the Performance Racing Network. Mark Garrow joining us on the Profabrication.com hotline. And Mark, it is always something to look at Twitter before we even get to your radio side and see that you're called Guru Garrow. How'd you ever come up with a Guru Garo? Who gave you that nickname? All the
1: fantasy players at ESPN when I was working for them and doing fantasy racing and somebody started keeping score of my picks each week when people would, you know, either chat or phone in, do I pick this guy, do I pick that guy, do I pick these two guys over these two guys? They kept keeping score And it turns out that if I was a major league ball player, I'd be batting about 780 to 800, which would mean about a $500 million a year contract. (laughs) And one day when somebody brought that up and said, do you realize that you've been right eight out of 10 times as far as your answers? And I went, wow, you know, that's pretty cool. And then all the players on the chat room decided I needed a nickname. (laughs) So things came up like the Prince of Pavement, uh, the Asphalt King, you know, all these weird things, none of which uh, I thought, gosh, I would hate to be called that the rest of my life. And then somebody went like, he's the all-knowing, all-seeing guru.
7: Oh, and all
1: of a sudden, the alliteration guru garo, the whole chat room lit up, and that was it. You know, I became guru garo
7: well and we have loved it ever since and uh, Prince of Pavement um, you know not not bad either we're on the Profabrication.com hotline with Mark Garrow he is one of the voices uh, that you hear each and every time that you uh, turn on the NASCAR races on the Performance Racing Network when you want to get to the edge of your seat you just listen to the Mark Garrow's voice light him up and all the in-depth analysis that he provides second by second in those uh, sentences it is always a thing of beauty to listen to the wordsmithing that our friend Mark Arrow on the PRN's profabrication.com hotline has to uh, offer. But Mark, you know, uh, you know, how we all get into this is uh, different ways and such. And uh, well, am I correct? Your dad was a flagman, but it wasn't about flagging why he ended up in the flag stand. What what's that story about?
1: He had no interest in auto racing whatsoever. I had just been born. And I was about to turn one year old when the local racetrack owner in Claremont, New Hampshire, came and saw my dad at Foster Beef Company, where he was cutting meat. uh, And he was a Rocky story. He was a professional prize fighter. He was trained by the same people that trained Rocky Marciano. And so he would cut meat by day and train at night. And then uh, some weeks would go and fight in Boston Garden, fight in Providence, Rhode Island. Different places like that. He fought in Madison Square Garden in New York. And the local track owner was tired of when a driver was disqualified jumping up on the flag stand. And back then, the flag stands were right on the top of the wall at the start finish line, jumping up and grabbing the flagman and throwing the flag on the track and, you know, beating up the flagman and then giving the owner a hard time after the race as well. So he talked my dad. Into coming up and doing the races, which my dad had no interest in. However, he doubled his pay. He said, I will pay, I will double your pay. My dad got paid $40 for 40 hours of work back then. But he said, I'll pay you $75 a night to come up here and, you know, knock these guys out. So my dad became a boxer turned flagman almost overnight and wound up doing it for 18 years and he was the sheriff in town to clean things up so after about I don't know half three quarters of the first season of literally beating race drivers up right there <laughs> on the racetrack in front of everybody and then after the race you know doing it in front of everybody in case they came up and started shoving the car owner or whatever uh, things began to calm down and he began to like it and that's At that point in my life, from then on, when it came summertime, it's all I ever knew on Saturday
7: night. Mark Garrow on the profabrication.com hotline great story of how his father became a flagman up at Claremont Speedway in New Hampshire you can listen to mark and the entire voices of the performance racing Network on Sunday May 28th on radio stations across the country on the PRN radio network or the performance racing Network app so uh, 600 miles uh, got a new car in NASCAR seems to be working somewhat better on the mile and a half so are, are we going to another great show like we have uh, in the recent past at the Coca-Cola 600?
1: I think absolutely. I think, you know, they're still trying to get this next gen cup car worked out on the short tracks and on the road courses, but it has been lights out on the mile and a half racetracks, which is one of the things they set out to do because of course the schedule is dominated by 1.5 mile racetracks. So I think we're in for another good race. You know, we saw a great race at Kansas, uh, and it had been a while. You know, people forget it had been a while since we've been on a 1.5 mile track, because the last 1.5 mile race was actually back in Vegas. That was back in March. So we're back into the swing again, heading to some of these 1.5 mile tracks. And, and I again, I think the car is very, very good. And I think they're, you know, Toyota has made up a lot of ground. On Chevrolet here recently. Ford is still apparently at a little bit of a deficit. Um, Kevin Harvick said at Darlington, it's like going to a knife fight without a knife. Uh, (laughs) So he believes they're punching above their weight. Uh, He, of course, top five of the points, the runner up at Darlington. He feels they're overachieving. Uh, But I I think, all in all, I think there's more parity. Uh, you know, beyond Daytona, Talladega, Atlanta, which are basically, you know, plate races and it's all evened up there beyond that. Uh, I think, you know, on the 1.5 mile tracks, I think the competition is closer. There's potentially more winners.
7: Well, there you go. And you've got 600 miles of broadcasting in front of you. Mark Garrow from the Performance Racing Network. Grab the PRN app for your uh, smartphones or tablets and tune in to the PRN stations across the country on Sunday, May 28th for the Coca-Cola 600 from Charlotte Motor Speedway. Mark, thanks for joining us on the Profabrication.com hotline. Headers exhaust all the parts and pieces at Profabrication.com. Fans, stay with us. We'll be right back with more of PRN's
5: At The Track. At Alternative Power Sources, they have always understood that your generator needs are never one size fits all. They are still the local generator company you have come to know and trust. But with expanded resources and expertise as a subsidiary of Curtis Power Solutions Company part of the Indel Power Group. As a Curtis Power Solutions company, they offer quality brands such as MTU, Kohler, Southeastern Power Products, and Yamaha Generators. They bring more experience for working on complex projects such as engineering and design services for data centers and healthcare facilities. At the same time, they continue to service all brands of standby generators. Also, don't forget to ask about their rentals for your next event or power emergency. If you have a project, Alternative Power Sources has a solution. Contact them today at 1-800-894-4455. That's 1-800-894-4455.
2: Racing season is here in Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway is the place to be on Saturday nights. Our season kicks off on Saturday, April 29th, with an action event featuring the Rush late models, Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, Hobby Stocks, Open 4 Cylinders, Young Guns, plus the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Action events continue through the month of May with visits from the Rush Sprint Cars on Saturday, May 6th, Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds on Saturday, May 13th, champions night on saturday may the 20th and we finish off the month with a memorial day extravaganza on saturday may 27th falcone's moon township automotive presents the fastest dirt cars on planet earth winged 410 sprint cars invade dirt's monster half mile featuring speeds of up to 150 miles per hour view our entire 2023 racing schedule purchase tickets and more at ppms.com can't make it to the track Stream every event live on The Cushion. And be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube by searching P.A. Motor
5: Speedway. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless.
15: Race fans, right now we're going to grab a word with Marhefka Motorsports, their dirt driver, Robbie Marhefka, and the asphalt star, Brandon Marhefka. Welcome to Rapid on Racing, guys.
16: Hi, how are you guys doing?
15: We're good, and uh, Robbie, we'll we'll start with you. You uh, were a second-generational driver. You started out on the dirt tracks at Wimber Stadium and a lot of tracks up in the Somerset area, and then you made the switch over to Asphalt. And your dad, a former standout dirt driver from all the 70s, 80s, and the 60s, and what was it like carrying on the Marhefka name in racing?
16: Well, it was pretty cool. We were, um, uh, you know, like I said, we started out at Wimber Speedway, uh, ran all the local dirt tracks, um, oh, you know, everywhere in the tri-state area, if you will. And it was, it, it was neat. I mean, you know, taking over after my dad. I mean, he was a huge help for, with everything we did, uh, it helped me a lot, you know, get the car set up at, you know, at the various tracks and, um, uh, and, and, you know, it's just it was it was really neat as a second generation. I mean, uh, um, driving driving underneath him. I mean, everybody. You know, we pulled in. Everybody had heard of my dad. I mean, it was. You know, he had a pretty well known name. I mean, uh, Marhefka is not a very common name anywhere you go, let alone at a racetrack. So if you uh, if you mentioned name Marhefka, a lot of people knew him. So it was kind of uh, it was it was really kind of neat. You know, following his footsteps there. So
15: did you feel added pressure because? I was a little kid when you started racing, but you didn't go into lower divisions. You basically came out in the late model, and you were running the family number, which I believe was 85 back then. Did you feel like any added pressure, like, you know, all that on you, you know, taking over your dad's ride, keeping his number, the Namor Hefka?
16: Yeah, we, uh, um, you know, the reason we started out with the late model, to be honest with you, it was just easier and cheaper. Um, uh, you know, he, he, we had his late model that he finished racing with sitting there in the garage. Uh, it hadn't ran in, in a couple of years, and um, uh, it was, you know, decided I wanted to, you know, take over and go racing. So it was just cheaper quicker, easier for us to just put that late model together than to try to build a, a street stock or a simulate or something like that. And uh, so, yeah, so we, that, that's how I, you know, that's how I got started in the late model division. Um, you know, and, and yeah, uh, not going to lie, I mean, you know, dad was very successful uh, at, at racing. And, um, yeah, yeah, it was a little bit of, you know, there's a little bit of pressure there to try to, you know, try to, you know, keep it going and, and 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 do well every week so um, but you know I mean at, at, at the same time it was more pressure probably that I put on myself than um, you know than anybody put on me or anything like that it was just you know what what uh, um, you know what what I wanted to do and what what you know just it was it was just part of the game if you will you know so
15: what was it like getting to go race with your dad who honestly a legend up in this area very successful you know, I I know because I have a father. You know, and the father son relationship, we'll just always say we didn't always see eye to eye. It could be because my dad was five foot six and I'm six foot three, but we didn't always see eye to eye.
16: Uh, you know i mean there was no, no no doubt that you know fathers and sons will butthead uh, ask my sons that are sitting here and uh, you know we'll we'll have one way i'll i'll have one way i want to do something and they'll have a you know they'll have their own idea and uh but you know at the end of the day i mean we all are pulling toward the same goal and and you know believe me nothing my dad ever did was to anything to do anything but help and and i think these guys know that that's all i want to do it's just you know sometimes you'll maybe have a little disagreement over what the the best you know means to an end is and uh and you know you just gotta try to you know work through that every now and then sometimes i'll sometimes i'll just back down and say all right hey however you guys want to do it that's how we'll do it you know and, and sometimes you got to learn the hard way too that you know not there's a reason why, you know, maybe we did things. We've always done things this way, and yes, not every change is going to be a good one. So, you know, but.
15: And you came over to the asphalt, and you had some success. You won the, um, God, the final race up here at Jennerstown under, I want to say, the Dave Wheeler era. You won, and Jason Mignon finished second. And I remember that night I was the track announcer here. And your boy is presenting you with a pair of orange gloves. And I remember I was walking by and I was a track photographer. You guys had me take a picture of you and the orange gloves. Do you remember that, Devin by chance?
11: Oh, yeah. I still remember that. Yep.
15: Now, Devin, I want to give you a lot of credit. You come from a racing family, but you also realize that when you guys came out with the third generation of you and Brandon, Maybe to do it right, the money just wasn't there to come out with two cars at once. So you decided you wanted to learn more about setting them up, and Brandon was behind the wheel. And now you're going to get your chance, I heard, this year behind the wheel.
11: Well, yeah. um, So I guess it all kind of started whenever I kind of got into racing a lot more whenever Brandon started to race. I had—I don't think I've missed a race of Brandon since. Um, I kind of like to do the setup stuff and stuff like that, so it worked out well. And then uh, this past year, I did buy a car to try and jump in. Uh, unfortunately, it was the car we had opening weekend here at Jennerstown. It kind of got a little banged up, but we'll, we'll get it fixed fixed up, and I'll get in it at some point. But that's the price, price you pay with racing, I guess.
15: Now we're going to talk to Brandon. And Brandon, you... Um you obviously come from a racing family, but, you know, same thing like your dad. When you made the jump into racing, you came to asphalt late model racing. Did you race go-karts or anything like that previously?
13: Um, I raced pedal bikes, so I don't know that that correlates a whole lot. You know, you're going over jumps and whatnot, which, like Devin said, the opening week, we tried to jump over a wall. So maybe that helped me there. But outside of, you know, four wheels, I started racing racing i think a couple months before i actually got my license so but late malls were the first thing that i ever drove
15: now your dad decided he wants to keep on racing and dad went back to the dirt you're on asphalt you wreck your brother's car now you got your car and you know what's it like in the shop i mean i don't think you guys got a small crew but i don't think you got a huge crew how hard is it to maintain three cars
13: uh, it's definitely hard. I try and do a lot of the, you know, the not so glamorous jobs of maintaining the cars. Devin obviously does a lot of the setup and then dad kind of keeps the rig going down the road most of the time. So, uh, you know, we do have a couple guys that do come down to the shop, you know, Garrett, Michael, Scott, Dave and Jaden and all them. They come down and they help as much as they can and Ron, But, you know, during the week, it, we kind of try and just hammer out the cars, uh we kind of focus on one car at a time but it is a lot of work and you know i guess that's kind of the thing that makes it so much better once you actually do have a good run every week and you picked up a career
15: first win last year and one thing i like to ask drivers your dad well your grandfather was number 85 your dad started out in the 85 but he had a lot of success with the number 99 and um You came out, and you just basically went between the numbers. You said, well, your dad ran in 86, and he ran in 99, and it's a 13-digit difference. Is that where your number 13 came from?
13: (laughs) You know, I never even looked at it that way, but to be honest, uh, whenever we were playing uh, junior high sports, and my brother's two years older than me, he was always 13. Well, whenever he moved on to high school sports 13 was available so i just picked 13 because you know i knew the smelly kid that was wearing the uniform before me and uh so i picked 13 i used that all throughout high school once he switched and it just kind of stuck i've heard it's unlucky but hey what's better than going against some of those stigmas
0: hold death thought we're gonna need to take a commercial break
7: When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Number one Cochrane, has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car.
3: Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online. And get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price. And it's independently validated by Kelley Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back. No questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away.
5: Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now more, Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. We're back, and we have more Wrapping on Racing
15: with our guest. Guys, sold the car that you were driving to Port City and made this switch over to a new chassis brand. And, um, you know, how hard was it just to let alone get rid of the notebook, but, you know, get rid of all the notes? I mean, your dad ran a Port City, had some success. You ran a Port City, had some success. Now, what did you guys go to and... What made you guys decide to switch?
13: Um, honestly, the just we were looking for something different. We were kind of at you know we've won a race in that car, and if you're, we weren't having great runs every week. So what's keeping us tied to it? And we kind of figured, well, let's take our chance. We can always figure out something different down the road. But uh, we decided to go with Fury Race Cars, which so far very happy with. Um, But yeah, is this one of those things that you might as well take a chance because you don't know if you're going to get it again.
15: And you guys got rid of the safety blanket into Port City and bought two Furies. So, you know, you know that they'll take a hit thanks to your brother's car. And, uh, you know, I, I know for you, you want to be out there racing against your brother. And, you know, how hard is it when he's giving up his ride so you could get started and you got to come in and be like, well... Looks like we're heading back to Fury to get a clip or something.
13: Yeah, it definitely wasn't very fun. Um, We had big plans for that car in which we still continue to, you know, pursue that by the end of this season. Just kind of got to wait to, I mean, that car took us all off season to go through and rebuild and whatnot. So it's one of those things that you said, you know, just not having very much help. You know, we do have help, but it's kind of one of those things that you just have to build a car from the ground up and to destroy it in three laps was not fun at all. Um, I put a lot of time and effort into that. He put a lot of money, time, and effort into it. We all did. And to just kind of have... Uh, we'll just leave that a racing deal, for that matter. Um, happen on lap three of the season is not ideal. So, yeah, we'll rebuild, and you know, maybe one day we'll get rid of a dirt car and have all three of us out there. That way I could really give my mother a heart attack. I mean...
15: You know, your dad, He has a dirt car. Have you thought about asking Dad if maybe one weekend you could switch? You take the dirt, he takes the asphalt, or you know, let's not forget about your brother. We got to get him in a car too.
13: Yeah, we've I've actually did practice a couple times. I ran one race um, so far. It's definitely a whole different world. I enjoyed it. It was something different. Um, at the end of last year's, whenever I ran one race, we were having a couple issues with the car, but. Um, Definitely this year looking to maybe do one or two more, just kind of feel what a car really being loose feels like and, you know, hanging that tail end out there.
15: Now, one thing I will say about the Marhefcom Motorsports team in general, your primary sponsor is kind of a unique sponsor. Um, You guys have the milk sponsorship, but the Clarks, a rock and roll band. Can somebody explain that one to me?
16: <laughs> yeah, we uh, uh, that one came about uh, a number of years ago. Um, you know, my brother-in-law was just at a concert one day, and they were they came out with a, um, a a new album called Fast Moving Cars. And he was just talking. He happened to, at the end of a concert, be talking to the uh, tour manager, and just said, "Boy, that would look pretty cool on the hood of a race car." And one thing led to another, and we uh, put together a deal with them. So. That's where that
15: came from. Now, I'll tell you a funny story. I was track photographer down at the old Motor Drum Speedway, and I had on, it had to be a Robbie shirt. I think one of the old Hooter Pro Cups. Oh, okay. And it had the Clarks on it. And the Clarks sponsored a car there that Gary Scott drove because he produced all their albums down at Swissville Music, which was his business. And this guy came up to me, and I'll never forget, I'm standing there in victory lane, Gary won, took some pictures, the last race of the night. This guy comes up to me, he goes, man, that's a nice shirt. I'm like, Okay, thanks, I'm never really, I don't dress to impress, but, you know, thank you very much. And he's like, no, that's really a nice shirt, I really like that. And I'm like, okay, this is kind of freaking me out. I'm like, well, but I know the guy who owns the car, maybe I can get you a shirt if you want to go stand over there. And this woman comes up to me, she goes, do you know who that is, Howie? I'm like... Yeah, some guy likes my shirt. She's like, no, that's the bass player of the Clarks. I'm like, oh, my God. And then he looked at me and goes, I'm not gay. Let me, he said, I'm not gay. And I said, no, neither am I. That's a good thing to know. But he's like, yeah, we sponsored. That's, I, I'm the Clarks. I'm like, oh, okay. But, you know, that was just one of those things I'll never forget and, you know, don't normally get complimented on my clothes. But if I'm wearing Marhefka gear, I, I get it. And um, Devin, with the car getting wrecked, what does that do to your plans? I mean, I know you still want to get the time, but, you know, you, you're probably the smart one out of this. You, you, you work on the car. You're not the one out there taking the hits.
11: Well, I mean, the plan was, and my plan originally was to put Brandon in the car. Um, we had some big plans we wanted to do with the car that's sitting in the trailer, uh, such as go to North Wilkesboro like we did this past week. But... Uh, We had some plans like that, and we have some other races we want to kind of hit, but we still wanted to make sure we could still race Jennerstown. So that was, my plan was to always put Brandon in the car, and obviously wrecking the car happens. It's part of the sport, so it is what it is. But moving forward, um, we're going to rebuild it. Uh, We will have two asphalt late models at some point. Again, we have all the parts and pieces for it. Just got to kind of figure out what what we're going to go with frame-wise and all that.
15: What is going to be the number on the other car? Are you guys going to go back to one of the old Marhefka numbers, or are you going to pull out the calculator and start trying to divide them out again?
11: Um, I'm not too sure. We'll, uh, we'll have to see. I, I wore number 22 my entire soccer career, so uh, maybe it'll be a number 22. But I'm not a. I don't mind Joey Logano, but I don't know if I want to be associated with Joey Logano every time I come to the track.
15: Any chance of uh, uh, dad, Rob, would you get back behind the wheel of an asphalt late model or you're happy now on the dirt?
16: Um, let's just you know, one step at a time here. <laughs> no, not that, I, not that I'm you know, not that I'm opposed to it, but I, 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 want these guys to enjoy their their time behind the wheel. So we'll see. You never know. Maybe one day I'll just you know hop in for a race just to give it a shot again. Because these last fault late models have changed drastically since I since I drove them. I mean they have what they call you know bump uh, you know your own bump stops and everything, which we never even heard of back when I you know in the day I raced them. So uh not, it would be neat. But I'm not, you know, I'm not, uh, I'm not dying to get into one either. So,
15: well, race fans, that is the Marhefka Motorsports team, dirt division, and team principal owner Robbie Marhefka. Crash test dummy, that's Brandon, and the financer, that is Devin. Thanks, guys, for your time. Thank you. thank you, thank you. Number
3: one Cochran has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24 7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right
5: away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A. J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C. J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities.
0: All right, fans, joining us now is Joe Lockhart. The best way to describe Joe is a racing entrepreneur. Joe, good afternoon. How are you today?
12: Hey, I'm doing good. I appreciate the call and uh, you having me on the show.
0: Former car owner, you own your own go-kart track, your son's been racing in the rush sprints. I actually saw him race up at uh, Hummingbird. So I guess there was a situation at Tri-City Sunday, and I'd like you to bring our listeners up to speed on what happened. Yeah,
12: yeah, no doubt. I appreciate that. Uh, definitely been involved with the racing for quite a number of years here. Um, you know, first and foremost, you know, I uh, know... No disrespect to the rough racing series um you know they've been very kind and and welcoming uh younger drivers out of kids divisions and and uh you know initially, I thought uh or'd know that you know this was this was a the next stepping stone for a lot of these younger drivers moving out of different divisions and uh you know ultimately they've they've been great to work with as far as the the kids moving up there's been you know dozens of kids that have moved from. You know, either go karts or junior sprints or micros or or so. Um, so, uh, no disrespect to the Rush Series whatsoever. They've they've been very good to kids and the racing community. Do a lot for us. Um, and again, I, uh, as far as the race tracks, um, some of the tracks not allowing certain age kids to race and stuff. I mean, I don't necessarily agree with it, but I can 100 percent respect their their decision as a as a track owner or manager or whatnot, um, you know, we own our own, uh, go-karting facility and I know what it kind of takes to, um, manage that and all the stipulations and insurance and different things you have to go through. Um, but point in hand last night, uh, you know, we, uh, Logan had, had tested in a rush car, a considerable amount of nights, um uh, spent a lot of time in the garage working with safety and of course he's raced, you know, since he was four years old, um, but went through the proper steps, you know, got him fit in a Butler built seat down North Carolina, um, kind of did, did the whole thing. Um, our, our, um, goal last night, um, we, we'd chosen to go to Tri-City Speedway because Logan had raced there, uh, a considerable amount of time. Um, you know, the junior sprints raced there last year and hit speeds of 70 miles an hour. Um, so we, we'd made the move to the rush car and, uh, our goal last night going into it was to uh, possibly run hot laps, and then we were going to tail the rear of a heat race. And then uh, we knew, uh, he knew going into it, that we were going to make a team decision at that point based on how he did, uh, whether we would start the feature or run the feature, you know, just kind of take some baby steps as as we have, um, as he's got to practice at some other tracks uh, already. Uh, but that would have been his first race. Um, and, again, we we picked track city because uh, – You know, he'd race there, he was familiar where to push off, come off. Um, You know, if he got tired or maybe he was going a lap down, he could pull in the infield and they have a really nice, you know, facility up there to where the cars can pretty much go to the infield at any point in time they need to. Um, So we were asked to go home. Um, You know, no hard feelings towards Merle um, or Tri-City or the Rush uh, Series. Um, My hard feelings came into the fact that um, there was, uh, another competitor that was going trailer to trailer, you know, asking for opinion. And, and I, Hey, I get it there. That was kind of the talk of, you know, what was happening that night, a, a young kid making a, a debut in, in the rush series. Um, the unfortunate thing is the fellow never came to me and asked me, you know, the situation or possibly Logan's background, or maybe what, what we thought, um, you know, for, for all intents and purposes, we, we could have been there just a hot lap or maybe just push off and get some experience or whatnot. Um, and truth be told, I mean, someone could come to the garage right now, the, the throttle set at half um, half speed, so he could, you know, even if he maxed the gas, uh, you know, he, he wouldn't, uh, you know, be fully up to speed. I mean, we've, we've taken the precautions and, um, you, you know, the steps to do this the right way. Um, not a naive parent, you know, if he if he made a mistake in hot laps or heat racer, I thought maybe he was, wasn't ready, you know, he just wasn't gonna run either the heat race or the feature. Um, so the the competitor, you know, more or less went to Merle and, and complained enough that uh, you know, they they decided to ask us to pack up and go home without hot laps or anything and just kind of a it's kind of a bad situation, puts a kind of a, a Got punch in your stomach there. I, I wish the fellow would have came to me and, and voiced his opinion or maybe asked uh, you know, the, the situation uh, instead of you know just going. Um, I mean, anybody to think that any of these kids are really going to come out their first few nights or even first year and, and be in the mix and, and possibly win a race are very naive. I mean, I think at best, if Logan did get the race last night, he's, he's two to three laps down. Um, and we had discussed all of this prior to going there, you know, if he did end up running the feature and and he was you know on the verge of even a second lap down to come to the infield or something and uh you know just uh, we put our time in and uh just uh hoping to get some laps and it's uh it's hard because uh, you know a lot of these kids are you know there's sixteen year old kids running the NASCAR Craftsman truck series and and different things like I don't know where some of our local tracks are, um, you know, making these kids wait till they're 16 at some of these facilities. Like, some of them are past their prime at that point. You know, in my opinion, they're already on the vert. You know, those kids that have got the race through their teens, their, you know preteens, are uh, already out there. So I'm not really sure what the answer is. Um, you know, I, I feel like I uh, at our facility, you know, we have a lot of kids that either – you know, have a disability or, or Joe, ADHD. Joe.
0: if you're just joining us, we're talking to Joe Lockhart from Lockhart Racing, and he has a situation he's explaining, very politely talking about what happened.
12: Yeah, so at our, our facility with a go-karting, um, and again, I touched on this earlier, you know, some people say, well, it's go-karts, it's not big cars, but, you know, a five-year-old going 30 miles an hour in a go-kart with no cage um, is just as scary as, as a Twelve-year-old in a in a big car with a roll cage, um, but you know um, my insurance and stuff. You know, never ask ages and that sort of thing. When um, we, you know, I'm grassroots racing. I love racing. We we build our facility based around kids. Um, we have kids there with anything from ADHD to a disability. Um, and you know what? Every kid that shows up at our track races, some which way, um, they get some track time. Whether we um, run them by themselves, or we, we group some kids together with the same ability or, you know, something, uh, or they go out on their own. You know, I just, I don't turn any kid away. And again, no disrespect to any other track or big track that feels they need to or, or has to. Um, it's just our sport, especially in Western Pennsylvania as, as racing is, is dying. And it's dying for so many reasons of finances to, you know, kids, just wanting to put forth the effort to work on cars and their, their things. But, um, I just don't feel like we need to be, you know, turning anybody away, um, that that's uh, willing to do it. Um, car counts are down. Um, we ask these kids to devote their lives to these sports, whether it's baseball or racing or wrestling or swimming. Um, and then we almost punish them when they, they get to, you know, succeed, but they're, they're not quite, uh, to the age that, maybe somebody wants them to be at you know there's plenty of uh, sophomore kids in high school playing varsity baseball and there's a reason for that you know they put forth the time and the effort and you know you kind of see it in swimming and everything else I mean the the kids that want to work harder and kind of devote more time shouldn't be shouldn't be penalized for it Um, and again I touched on it earlier I, I don't believe every 11 12 13 year old kid should be in a race car but a lot of these kids that come from racing families that have raced you know, since they're four or five years old, a couple of nights a week. Um, and it's unfortunate because I, I know a handful of kids right now that are not allowed to race this season. Um, Jared Larson's son, uh, he's 14. Uh, they put a rush car together. He, he's not able to run. Um, you know, so it's, I don't know what to do with them. I think we're going to lose them. You know, they're, they're told they can't race now. They're not going to wait three, four, five years to get in a car. They're going to find something else to do in life and already hurting the sport that we all love even more, you know.
0: It sounds like so. you've really covered a, a touchy situation. And the, the whiner, the guy that went around to all the trailers, is that an older person or is that someone that just doesn't like the possibility of competition?
12: Yeah, you know, um, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus. I'm probably not going to mention his name. He knows who he is, and he, I think he's very well aware that I know who he is. Um, very surprisingly, a very accomplished race car driver. I know he's won in sprint cars, late models, modified, you know, everything. So you would think a guy like that would, uh, you know, see, love to see some young, young talent or at least, you know, everybody can have concern. I mean, I, I had my concerns last night too. We, you know, that's why we set the throttle at half and, uh, decided we'd run hot laps and then go from there and maybe a heat race and go from there. Uh, but, uh, frustrating at, at best, you know, someone like that, that, um, you know, shouldn't have probably cared in, in, at all. Um, definitely wasn't going to be a, a threat to him by any means. Um, seemed to have such a, such a problem with it. But, uh, You know, unfortunately for him, you know, some of these tracks are going to let us run or at least show up and, you know, want to see Logan run hot laps and then make a decision from there. And I've got several messages from track owners this morning that uh, are welcoming Logan with open arms and can't wait for the series to get there. So uh, he might have won the battle last night, but he he definitely didn't win the war. Um, We're just going to, you know, try to keep a level head and keep moving forward with what our goals were and um if we can't keep getting practice uh you know goods raceway out in ohio uh jim good uh they have practice i think every other tuesday we've been going to mercer has a practice coming up so uh if all we get to do is practice and uh get some get a few races in here and there that'll be okay um we'll probably still venture in with the winged outlaw carts, and um he'll definitely race some go-karts and stuff this year too just to fill in some voids but uh I'd really like to, and I, I don't want to open a can of worms, um, again, because Rush Racing was has been amazing to all these kids and that, but I'm kind of wondering now if, uh, you know, if, if the competitors themselves don't have to split the cost or whatnot, but maybe Rush needs to look at, you know, renting a facility for a day for kids making the move to big cars, and maybe we need to go to a you know, a, a driver's license, a rush licensed driver, you know, where they have to, um, you know, show up on that day and maybe it's each 200 bucks or something to cover the cost of the facility for the day. And um, they have to prove car control and throttle control. And then they're either licensed or they're not, you know, um, it seems to be like it's getting to be a, a kind of an issue. Um, I know if there's five, five kids being turned away right now in the sprint cars that, you know, maybe there has to be a step and she. Uh, Vicki might be looking at something like that. I haven't talked to her, and I don't want to speak poorly of it because she does a lot for for the sport and the kids, and you know created a division where kids and adults can race in, and a financial, um, and they give so much back in product and different things. So, I mean, uh, I can't say enough good about them. But in the same breath, maybe we need to take a different uh, approach to some of these kids coming out because they seem to be getting younger and younger each year. You know, uh, coming out of it, uh, so. I don't know. Uh, it would be interesting to see how it all kind of plays out and um, what, what will have to happen.
0: Hold that thought. We're going to need to take a commercial break. Business
7: owners, if your ad was here, our listeners could find out about your company. Speedway Productions has several advertising packages to fit your budget. Rappin' on Racing airs live at iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, Rappin'OnRacing.com, or Hulu Television. You can also listen on your computer, iPhone, or iPad. Don and his co-hosts present the good, the bad, and the ugly of local racing. The two-hour show features local track reports, special guests, driver interviews, and all of the national racing news. Check out the show and let us know if you are interested in becoming a marketing partner. For additional information, call 412-999-6625 or email rappinonracin at
0: gmail.com. We're back and we have more Rappin' on racing with our guest. Joe, I, uh, I applaud you for how well you have covered this subject. Uh, uh, no animosity toward Tri-City, maybe a little bit to the guy that was... Uh, being a, a jerk we won't mention who he is but i'm sure everybody else will know uh yeah yes, on a brighter note let's talk a little bit about lockhart raceway and you rolling out the welcome mat for anybody that wants to get some seat time
12: yeah yeah i appreciate that again just appreciate the call and being on the show um so we did uh finally get the facility open last year um Had a really great season, honestly. Our first night out, we had some hiccups with, uh, you know, lineups and we had a medical issue that kind of set us back. Uh, made huge steps there in that, that week. And, uh, we were, we were averaging, you know, around 110 competitors every night and about 600 people into the gate. Um, we were running our show through in about three, three and a half hours. Um, two heat races, features, B mains, um, did some extra special races at the end of the night. Um, had really great, um had a really great time for the most part um everybody seemed to enjoy the facility um this year we've uh incorporated some some new things we uh, did a di- big digital lap counter um actually nobody really knows this uh, a couple people from uh our practice last week but we put a put a huge light show in kind of like knoxville did if anybody's familiar with that the, the laser lights and music and um you know fire fog machines and different things so we're Looking to get that open on opening night for anybody listening that, that comes. Um, but yeah, we, you know, I, I built that facility um, with kids in mind. I mean, we do get a fair amount of adult racers and they're very serious about it, but, you know, we really cater to the kids. Um, and I think people found that out right away, um, you know, because I, I want those kids when they win, you know, they put forth the effort and the time and the, and the money that they, the parents spend and, you know, I, I want that first uh, win where they get to the, hold the flag and go around the track and, and do some different things and go to victory lane and have a really cool award and, um, you know, get a little bit of money back and that sort of thing. But uh, most importantly, we we just want the kids to experience um, what the racing community is about, you know, and, and anybody that's been in racing knows that there, it, anybody's willing to help anybody for the most part, and um, we do have um a handful of kids with you know either learning disabilities or or um you know we touched on like the adhd so like paying attention and um just some handicap disabilities as well and you know what uh there isn't a single kid that comes to my racetrack that doesn't get to make some laps and and uh be a part of it and it's it's kind of a humbling thing to to have grandparents pull you aside and 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 kind of talk to you that you know the they don't. Their kids don't have a lot of friends, or you know, they're kind of shunned at school. But when they show up at the racetrack, they're just absorbed with all the other kids. And I remember, um, a grandmother came up to me last year, and she said, you know, just thanking us for everything that we do, but more importantly, that her grandson actually has true friends now, and it's because of the racing. And um, you know, it's just uh, and they're, and they're just they're just great to take kids to. To be around, and you know, there's no hard feelings. There's a couple of kids last year that you know, I had to go to their parents and and ask them to step down in a class. And I didn't feel like they were um, quite where they needed to be, but by no means I, I wanted them to go anywhere. So um, and they came back the next week with you know a, a smaller motor and ran a different class. And uh, one little boy ended up winning a race and kind of boosted his confidence a lot. And um, just been just been a great thing. You know, I didn't I didn't ever envision myself as being a car or a, a track owner for sure um and it definitely ties us down with our racing program because we run those 12 weeks uh, right through the heart of summer um every thursday and saturday night so it does take away from what you know we, we do with the our racing program but uh i don't know that i'd change it you know just uh seeing the families and the the kids that you know aren't uh kind of successful at other tracks or not welcomed at other tracks uh, you know getting a getting a chance to be out there so um just thankful for everybody that comes to the the raceway i've been really thankful over this situation all the comments and people reaching out to us and you know telling us to keep digging and and that and but that's the racing community i mean everybody everybody there's nothing like it you know everybody's kind of stuck together in tough times and whatever so i'm not surprised by that but it's always reassuring humbling feeling to to get uh you know, support from, from your
0: racing. Well, Joe, I applaud you for what you're doing to these young kids and these uh, friendships that they're developing will last forever. So I want to thank you for taking the time to broach the subject. And if there's a situation where we ever need to do this again, just give me a call.
12: Yeah, I appreciate it. Again, I appreciate you having us on the show. And, and again, just want to make sure that everybody knows that, you know, there's, no disrespect towards the racetracks that are setting their roles or their stuff and you know definitely the rush series has done enough for everybody and um you know maybe there's some changes ahead for them with, with the new development of the kids or not but uh definitely just appreciate everybody's uh, you know uh support and uh, appreciate you guys having this and giving us a call and uh look forward to a long season ahead with uh, both the carts and racing and whatever we all get into, but uh, love listening to the show and what other people have going on, and uh, just uh, just thankful that I chose to be a part of this sport and just uh, the people involved and just everything. So, how, about, or, uh, uh, some,
0: how about some contact information on your uh, track?
12: Yeah, so uh, the racetrack's located in Seneca, PA, uh, 1507 Horse Creek Road. Um, the telephone number there is 814-758-2487. Um, encourage anybody that's kind of interested in racing, whether it's an adult or, or a kid or maybe a grandkid that you have. Um, we have a rental program there, too. To where We have carts there that kids can try or adults can try before they make the financial investment um, into it. Uh, you know, I've never seen a, anybody not want to do it after they did it, but there's a chance you know, the kid just doesn't like it after they try it so um, don't believe there's any really place in the country that does that um, offers a program to where they can you know kids can try it before they do it um, we have a full speed shop on site uh, any part body wheels tires anything you might need uh, clear down the motors um, to get you going or get you through the night or whatnot um, this really kind of put our heart and soul into that place to give kids a, a place to go and I think some of me last night with this situation, it kind of hit me only because, you know, we we started this facility, and it it honestly did just hit me last night. Um, So we're developing all these young kids. Um, We see kids from four to five years old out on our racetrack that are going to, you know, coming from racing families that are going to be probably racing the next five or six years. You know, when they do become 11 or 12, they're going to be in the same situation as Logan what do we do with them? You know, do we penalize them and make them kids stay in the kids class where they're they're really not learning anything more because they've been successful in it? And um, not that you can't always learn something every time you hit the track, but um, they're just ready to move on. And I think the parents are ready to move on. You know, four or five years of karting or junior sprints or stuff. I mean, they're just you kind of burn out with the same thing. Um, I'm not sure what what we'll do about it. So um, maybe we're the first ones that have to kind of go through this and there's a handful of us right now that are that are doing it but um just uh this might be a time for change with the way the sport is and um how it all goes so uh, i'll be interested to see how it works out and i'll just kind of keep doing my part and uh with the kids and hopefully everything else falls in suit
0: joe lockhart i thank you very much and like i said if we need to have more information on this just give me a call
12: Awesome. All right. Well, you guys all have a good night, and uh, anybody wants to try karting, just give us a call. Thank you so much.
0: The staff at Rappin' on Racing would like to thank our marketing partners, Curtis Power Solutions, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Alternative Power Sources, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these companies, Rappin' on Racing would not be possible.
1: state's number one motorsports talk show today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners recognized by the eastern motorsports press association as one of the top racing shows in the eastern united states have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rapping on racing stand on it come on y'all stand on it